This is a HeadGum Podcast. What's up, shitheads? Welcome back to another episode of High and Mighty. It's me, your boy, the number one fuckboy. The number one fuckboy. The number one fuckboy. Johnny G. John Gabers joining me as always in the High and Mighty Studios. My nearly silent co-host, Arthur Gabers. Arthur, give him a shout out. Oh, an actual noise. Don't know if the mic picked it up or not. Also joining me in the Hind My Studios is my human guest, who will do way more talking than Arthur, but not more talking than me, because <laughs> <laughs> anyone who listens knows the deal. Guys, it's comedian Seth Cohen. What's the, the- up, shitheads? I don't know if I can accept the title of comedian, but I'll take it today. Uh, yeah. Writer? Sure, Would you I'll take that. Yeah. Sure. Uh, yeah, it's always weird, because I felt weird calling myself a comedian, because I didn't really do stand-up ever. Sure. And now I do it, but poorly, so I still don't feel comfortable with comedian. I did it a couple times, and it was like too much pressure on stage, and after working with real comedians, you're like, I don't do that. Yeah. I can't take that. But title. I feel awful saying I'm a writer-actor. That's like, <laughs> yeah. that's garbage. Right. That's like some sure. fucking no, Sundance you can pull it. I, I feel like anyone who writes, you're like, I'm a writer. Comedian, you have to be like, I've performed in front of other right, people. Right, I've done stand-up. Right. Yeah. Um, before we get into our topic today, which... We've had a few that we've been throwing around, but candy is where we landed because yep. that's an, and you're that was what you emailed me six months ago. I don't know. Sure, it's like, I want to talk. That's candy. because I'm putting the sugar high and high and mighty. Yes, please, let's get high on sugar, yeah. boys. Fructose, glucose, and all that. So, guys, as always, shitheads, if you rate me five stars on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, whatever it's called, and then roast me in the comments. I will read them live on whatever this is. Um, so this is from Concerned Mom 420. And the title of the review is Thank You, Josh. Attention, all mothers. You must share this podcast with your teen. Host Joshua Gambini leads by example in this anti-drug PSA. He goes into great detail about the life-threatening danger of combining marijuana with gabagool. Two mother-approved thumbs up. Favorite episode, <laughs> porn. Okay, mom. <laughs> All right, that's hot. Okay, concerned mom. Yeah, funny, Mom, concerned mom 420 is also my search term for porn. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. I think... That would be my like Lipton esque question for every guest. What is your search, search terms? Term. Or like, what is your reach? Because they they change obviously sure. with, the, with the seasons. But I think that's a question that you can really open up a, a dialogue. What's about. a winter season search term? <laughs> right, yeah. Santa. Right, nailed it. <laughs> Such a Gentile. Uh, Seth Cohen, not an Italian. No, <laughs> no. Okay, weird. Um, but East Coast, baby. Was, I'm was, representing Massachusetts oh, today. Thank you for yeah, coming. There we thank go. you, mm-hmm. scumbag mm-hmm. motherfuckers. <laughs> A lot of differences. Um, wait, uh, Seth Cohen is also the dude's name from the OC. Did that fuck you up big time when that came out? No, I mean, let's talk about that for two seconds. So yeah. Seth Cohen came out. I had just moved to LA when they were casting that, and they were originally going to cast a blonde kid for that. I knew the people were cast. I go, Seth Cohen's not a blonde. It's a dark-haired <laughs> guy. Uh, <laughs> Adam sw- Swarthy as fuck. Brody? Is that the dude's name? Yeah. Am I saying the right dude? Or Adam is that, Brody. Or is that the, there's Adrian Brody and then Adam. Adam no, you're right, right, right. It's Adam Brody. So he gets the part. Seth Cohen becomes a monster thing, which every time, even now when people hear my name, it's like as if you said your name was like Theo Huxtable. Like right, it just yeah. like rings a bell for people. <laughs> So it was kind of cool, but I've run into that guy a couple times while I'm out, and I was actually at a party, twice I ran into him. I ran into him one time, and someone saw a giant bowl of candy, and they were like, yo, Seth, check this out. And this guy thought I was fucking with him the whole night, because someone kept yelling, yo, Seth, check this out. And he's like, why are they yelling my screen name? Then I ran into him, and I said, like, 
hey man, thanks for giving me a good name. And we had like a long talk one night at like the Roosevelt about like, just like how he had given the name Seth Cohen. I'm like, you, you made me look good. I appreciate that through the years. Oh, that's yeah. so cool. That's He was kind enough to give me five minutes of his time is the moral <laughs> of the story. Right. Not a complete asshole. And honestly, that's all I need to hear about a celebrity yeah. to be their fan. He's very yeah. cool. He wasn't an abject monster. No. It's no. wonderful that today is the day that they're jackhammering down the block. So uh, listeners probably can't hear it, but... Uh. Oh, yeah. I paid them extra to do that. I was like, I'm going to need a little bit of covering background noise. Well, don't worry. If you're looking for background noise or poorly recorded episodes, you're, you came to the right place. I heard, a, I heard a story, and it's not necessarily my story to tell, but somebody, a friend of mine, met a dude named Evan Arnold and was like, oh, wow. oh shit, like Kevin, Kevin Arnold. And then the, his friend was like, drop it, drop it, drop it. And apparently he was in the pilot, as, and they named the character after him, and then he was replaced by Fred Sanders. Oh, wow. Yeah. That <laughs> sucks. <laughs> I know, dude. I... I hate hearing shit like that. The uh, like my sliding doors moment is I was almost uh, man versus food. It was between me oh, and wow. Adam Richmond. Yeah, hmm. I mean I don't know how almost I was, but it was between the two of us. Well, that guy has no jackhammering outside of his house, so <laughs> right, you chose yeah. the wrong way. Yeah, his jack his house is so high up in the air right. you can't. It's on such a uh, ivory pedestal. Um, this is from Tree City fan. The title of the review is Jam Gargus. Saw Jam's bare butt on Netflix today. I hope that's the clip they play during his In Memoriam segment at the Razzies. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, my ass is out in the Netflix film Game Over, man. All right. I caught that this weekend. All right. Now I'm going to interview you for two seconds here. Please. I have uh, 20 questions about this one. Amazing scene. Most memorable from the uh, Game Over Man movie. Great movie. Very funny. The most beautiful shot in the movie, there's like a long jib shot from your ass to head that goes yeah. through, how do you get cast? Is the part written for you? And then I have more questions. Let's right. start with that. I'll start, I'll start with a few answers here. Uh, I've known those guys for a while. I've done some work with Adam outside of Workaholics. I guess I'm Workaholics. A, a close group of my friends were all writers on there, Sean and Dom and Rogers. And I know right, all those right. guys. Uh, so I met all them over the course of the years at parties and weddings and stuff. So we're kind of buds. Uh, they offer, they send me a, uh, an offer to be in the movie. It shoots in Vancouver. They're like, the, the role is Husky Hostage. Yeah, I saw that was your, <laughs> that is your IMDb credit also. Yeah. I was like, not even the name? So in my head, I'm just like, okay, if he has to be Husky, I probably am like getting pulled out of like my hotel room in like, a, I knew it was Die Hard in a hotel was their right. premise. So I was like, I'm probably like getting pulled out shirtless or I'm like, I go off, I belly flop off a diving board or something. You know, that's, I just, sure, assume, right. I know where my bread is buttered. Right. And then I get the script and I read my scene and I read that I get my ass eaten by Bay at gunpoint. And I was like, oh my God, I'm going to get my ass eaten on camera. And I went through like a full mental, like I went metamorphosis. I was like, okay, you can do this. That's not going to be that weird. It's really only weird for the other guy. You can handle it. You're an actor. I like talk myself completely into it. I literally am one second away. I'm like, should I buzz or shave my That's asshole my next completely? Question. Yeah. I'm like, what am I going to do? I'm like, I know some of my gay friends are like enemas, bidets, like full clean before an event. And I'm like, I don't know. I, I got to at least bring baby wipes to Vancouver. I okay. got to be prepared. Right. And then like I'm doing all this shit. And then like 
my phone rings and I answer it and they're like so they want to set up a meeting to measure you for the prosthetic ass I was like oh, oh yeah yeah of okay. course oh, duh um, wow. yeah right. of course I was so I You're had already practicing done, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like I mean it, I've done it once or twice recreationally I can imagine it's fine for acting <laughs> your ass looks great though did you end up Waxing or shaving? I didn't have to do anything because I, I had a fake uh, that fake ass. That's not your real ass in it. No, movie it looks magic. So good, right? Movie magic. It yeah, so, I think my real ass is in it briefly, but it's mostly a prosthetic ass. But then they did a little effect that makes it move, oh, and wow. they like did a really good job to not make it look fake. How do they do prosthetic ass? They I stood in a hole in the table. You know what I mean? And then, like, my ass is sort of hanging off with fake legs with pants dangling off of it. The woman showed up. She flew in from Vancouver, special effects company, taped me up in, like, saran wrap in my living room. I'm in my underwear with a strange woman bent over, and she's just wrapping me in saran wrap. And I'm like, what if I found out right now that this was a fetish Right, of mine? exactly. <laughs> like, this would be an inopportune time for me to find out this is awesome. They brought punked back. This is the moment. He actually thinks he got the part. And then I, and then when I show up there, I, all you know, I, all these guys are like, uh, UTK Utkarsh who plays Bay who eats my ass, yeah. texts me. Uh, we we know we, we're mutual. We have mutual friends. He texts me. He goes, "I'm gonna eat your ass." <laughs> I was like, "Huh? Who is this?" And he's like, "It's UTK, dude. Right, right. I'm in Vancouver. We're shooting your scene in two days." I was like, "Okay, this makes way more sense." I get this text often late night, just yeah. not during the day. I've gotten. I will say the movie came out. This past Friday, it's now Monday that we're recording this. I don't know when this episode's coming out, but I've gotten my fair share of uh, DMs. Yeah. <laughs> I already have a sort of rabid bear fan base, and then like it leaked that I get my ass eaten. <laughs> leaked, quote-unquote. Yeah. The movie came out. One thing you may know about Netflix as someone who's worked on their shows is that Overnight, it goes into ten million people's pockets plus. You know, like yeah, and they'll do they'll do uh, worldwide releases too. So everyone is seeing it probably across the across everyone the globe. in the world get, who has a smartphone and Netflix just got that movie in their pocket at the same time. They won't release the numbers, but I bet it was huge. I, I guess it, it has huge. to be. Yeah. yeah, I mean. It's the way Netflix does shit. It's like impossible not to watch something sometimes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you turn on your TV and it's like, bah, the trailer is playing and you're like, oh, how do I get out of this? Then it just starts and you're like, fine. Uh, you know, right. <laughs> like, They survive on your laziness. You're like I can't find the remote. I'll just watch another episode. That's right. I told, I told my wife, I'm like, I wonder how many people wa are watching Game Over Man. Because Game Over Man is a hard R, violent, fun comedy. Like right in my wheelhouse of what the kind of shit I, want, I like to watch. But that's not something you want audience starting in like a sure, home sure, <laughs> yeah. right 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 but i i fucking uh <laughs> that was a it was a weird afternoon so i thank tree city fan for shouting that out um all right one last <laughs> one last review as i stall to see if this jackhammer's done wp pro 69 says get an inhaler by far the best podcast of a fat man struggling for breath jabba the gut Great nickname. Is the kid Great. that smelled bad and snored when he was awake, but everyone pretended to like so he wouldn't eat them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Listening to four episodes a day at least. Jesus Christ, that's upsetting. That's a lot of time. That's a lot of free time. Like I know you always hear about people who are like, I listen to X amount of hours of podcasts a day. I'm like, that seems unnatural and they're like i work like sort of solitary with headphones on and i'm like oh that makes more sense like for like 
coders or people who like dog walkers, people who are just out and about. I get yeah. a dog walker. How can you write code and listen to a podcast? I can't do anything when people are talking. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, I can do like menial tasks. Podcasts are for dishes. I yes, love for dishes, chores, for the dog cardio, walks. maybe. Yes. It's the drive. Yeah. Yes, yeah. cardio. I I'm I'm starting to train for a half marathon and by starting to train mean I signed up for one. Right, right. <laughs> and I'm like trying to get into podcasts and audiobooks so that I can uh like maybe that'll be how I pass the time that's of mileage. A, that's a terrible way to pace a run. Yeah, it's an audio book. You're like, oh, this is a soothing voice. Think I'll run to it. Yeah, I think one of my concerns, and uh, you can maybe gather this if you want to judge a book by its cover, is speed not an issue. <laughs> right, right. I'm surviving. Not. <laughs> Where's the I, LA half marathon? I'm not going to do the Vegas half marathon in November. Yeah. Great idea. I'm sure the night before will be just great. <laughs> I know. That'll be the hardest part is getting there the day before and be like, just a little craps and some right. water. <laughs> oh, man. I've never been to Vegas and woke up the next day and was able to do anything, let uh, alone run a marathon. I drove home from Vegas once on a Sunday and got st- stuck in traffic, had to roll my T-shirt up in the driver's side window because the sun was hitting me so hard. The little temperature gauge on my Jetta hit 126. Wow. I was like, I'm going to fucking die. My tires, my tire alarm went off because uh, the heat expanded the air in my tires. And I was so hungover. And I'm like, I'll only fly in and out of Vegas from now on. Unless I have to run here half a marathon. That's what I'll do. This is, I'm inspired now. Let's make this happen. Well, once I heard it was like at night and they close the strip and you run the strip, I was like, oh, that's pretty exciting. That's like, if I'm, that might be the only time I might be excited to run. I get that, but I also don't mind just taking a cab down the strip. It's a much faster experience. <laughs> yeah, or like, yeah. just take a limo, stick your head out the window. To be honest, I don't even leave my hotel once I'm there. <laughs> right, I'm like, exactly. uh, fuck it, I want to gamble here so I can run up and shit or smoke or fall asleep in my hotel room. Yeah, it's hard to get a good night's sleep when you're like, outside of here, there's an insane amount of fun happening, I and know. I'm just going to go to bed. <laughs> there's free booze, gambling, drugs, uh, hot women, hot dudes, yeah. fucking lunatics great people watching and i'm going to go to bed no <laughs> no no um let's talk candy seth what made you say candy are you a big candy head yeah man i love candy i love treats i love snacks you're not a bodybuilder but you're not heavy either so how, no, do, you, how like, do you manage like uh growing up i was always like a stick figure i mean that's like my why even entered entertainment i was always the guy who was like too thin people walk over to me and be like look how thin your wrist is like measure it with their hand and, oh, like, i hate that cheese a little bit that way and that's and i then in uh college um i inadvertently got the wrong seth cohen's mail and inside was a bottle of creatine so I was like, all right, mom and dad, I get it. I got your message. You want me to start working out? So I started working out, and I was the guy who came home from like Thanksgiving break putting on 30 pounds. So that like changed my metabolism. I started hitting the gym a little bit to put on weight, but I still... I go to the gym now just to burn off candy. Oh, right. I, I know some people like that who are like, I exercise just to keep some sort of homeostasis. Yeah. Like, now I'm allowed to do whatever I want. Yeah. And every show we're working on, there's so much delicious candy. Like, when you're little, candy's like the drugs of your life. There was right. like... You got gum. It's like being in the yard at jail. Like people got gum. They're slipping it Having to you. Having gum in like elementary school is like I, the big thing would be like if a girl, if one of the cool girls gave you a piece of gum, you or were like, like a blueberry blow pop. Yeah, that was like that a was blessing. Like a thing. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and like I love candy. I was always the kid growing up who was like, one day when I get older, 
don't have money. I'm going to buy all the candy I want. And like kept that mentality of like, we have treats and snacks everywhere. We had one summer in our childhood where we had to live with our grandfather because uh, we had sold our house but hadn't been able to move into the new one yet. And my grandfather was like 60 something years old, had no desire to have three young boys, a dog, and his daughter and her, his son in law all in one house. And you all lived in the attic for the summer, like flowers in the <laughs> yeah, attic. Yeah. And, uh... I fucked my sister. <laughs> right, I, right. I don't know exactly right. the specifics of mm-hmm. that. No, it was more like flowers for Algernon. I just got oh, okay. Even dumber, right, yeah. right. Um, me and my brother, like, we were sort of free reign because they were like, oh, Pop Pop will watch them. But he was like an old man. We're like, we're going to be outside. And we would just, we were going to, he, he would give us a couple of bucks because he's a grandparent. And we would take a couple of bucks every day and buy food, uh, buy candy from the ice cream man because ice cream man also sold candy. Oh, really? What'd at, you get? Oh, I would go fun dip almost exclusively. I would yes. Get a, yeah, fun dip and a superstar wrestling bar, a fun mm-hmm. dip and the uh, chocolate egg clair. My brother would go ape shit. He would buy all kinds of shit. And then he got into this pack rat mentality where we were sharing a uh, room and he would keep in the nightstand drawer all the candy bought and he would only eat a little bit each day. You know, the, sort of like in, in elementary school when you get cupcakes and one kid waits just so right. they're the one that has one. Delayed and, yeah. satisfaction. Yeah, and my brother did that and he had a drawer full of like sour ropes, airheads, oh, Right. Just like everything. And it was like, to us, that was like opening. Like, I I now know the experience when I became like 25 years old and, and would buy a quarter of weed at a time. Right, and right. you would like look in your right. drawer and be like, I'm going to be okay for a year. Right, and then, right. Now it's like, that's nothing. But back then I would be like, me and my brother were like, we're wealthy. We're like, yes. This is an investment that we're right. giving this here. Yeah. I can never, I don't have the delayed satisfaction. I have to shotgun it down. My normal, like I'll get my favorite right now, my top treat right now is Trader Joe's chocolate-covered pretzels is my so number good. one. Great and writer's I eat a room. Bag. <laughs> yeah. I, yes, got to eat a full bag, not dark chocolate. That's garbage. Milk chocolate. I hate Kill dark it. chocolate. Terrible. I will, of course, eat it by the fucking fistful if yeah. it's all that's around, but I prefer milk to dark so much. If I get the dark chocolate, it'll last a couple days, but the milk chocolate's one sitting. Yeah. And uh, then it's like, I need some of those wheat thins from like uh, Trader Joe's too, which yeah. are also an amazing snack. Oh, so that's it, like... You're a chocolatey candy guy or a gummy, like, fruity candy My guy? wife loves the sugar treats. Yeah. So she's doing the gummy bears and things like that, and I love the chocolate treats, which is a nice, like, division down the line. So, yeah. I mean, that's my sweet spot. I also like the salty snacks, which is like, I gotta get my Pepperidge Farm Parmesan goldfish. Oh. That's number two. Yeah. But just chocolate has always been my life. I love it so much. That's why uh, me and my buddy, my buddy works in reality and he's my a really good friend from home. We create a show Snack Off on MTV. <laughs> so literally, this was like the greatest dream ever was like, we're gonna cook garbage food with treats. Like, I don't know, what if you could cook with Butterfingers? Like, that sounds amazing. Yeah. And like, that's what came out of it because it's just, it is, it is such a part of my life oh that's so i fucking i'm not a candy person anymore just because i have so many vices sure i had to like can't i'd much prefer fats salty fried uh carbs over uh chocolate any one of those four categories meat salt (laughs) so i had to like say like i don't drink soda like that's something i don't do i don't drink i don't really eat sweets either but every once in a while i lose my shit and I was a recurring extra on 30 Rock. So we were getting paid like eight, you know, 100 bucks for the day. But the only advantage you had was crafty and and, and 30 Rock crafty, Alec Baldwin, Tina Fey, NBC crafty. So I was like, okay, I'll have some candy today. Working on shows kill us every time because we'll be working long hours and there's just so many treats. And uh, so we're going to one show and they were like, uh, we're going to the first season. They're like, what's your favorite treat? And I was like, actually, 
one of my favorite candies, which is hard to get half the time, is Take Five candies. Love Take Five. Oh, hell yeah. Such a good, I have like a five revolving favorite candy bars. And she was like, great. And she'd go out and buy numerous bags of just Take Fives. And I was eating three quarters to a full bag of mini Take Fives a day. And I was like, you have to stop buying these. You must have been like shitting tar, dude. No, I. <laughs> the weird thing is also a whole different subject is notoriously... Uh, Joe Farrell, who works uh, for Funny and Die, Funny or Die, he was on a set in Atlanta. I run into him at the um, Vandal premiere party, and he goes, hey, I heard something funny about you. I go, what's that? He goes, I heard you only shit once a week on Sundays. And I go, that's ridiculous. That's not true. The truth is, I shit twice a week, Mondays and Thursdays. Wait, is that true? It's a random thing. I've only shit at work one time, unundateable. I took a shit. Nearly passed out. Came back into the room, white as a ghost. Everyone's like, you okay, man? I was like, I just took a shit in the bathroom. I was like, I might need to go home. That's the only time I've ever shit at work. Wait, Mondays and Thursdays? Mondays and Thursdays. How, do you, how does that work out? I can't explain it. It's always just sort of been that way where it's like, uh. <laughs> I know that happens with some people. Yeah. But I can imagine like, did you, what, what does your doctor say to something like that? You know what? I haven't really discussed it with him because that's sort of, I'm sure it's problematic, <laughs> but it's always just been, that's just the way it is. And I eat terrible food. Just do you terrible. F- do you feel gross and full otherwise in between Monday and Thursday? Or no, Thursday in and- my opinion, this is probably the wrong opinion. A lot of people are going to be like, you're going to die of colon cancer. But in my opinion, I'm like, I'm very efficient. I'm just consuming all the delicious ingredients in an M&M package that it's fine. And I don't, my diet, I don't eat a lot of fried stuff. I don't eat a tremendous amount of fat. Like I normally do eat, a, a chicken's my favorite meal in the world. Every restaurant I go to, I'm like, oh shit, they have chicken, my favorite food. This is amazing. <laughs> so I, I Easy think to I please healthy. if you yeah. like chicken, yeah. So it's like candy and chicken is my diet. That's why I'm not a, I will a giant say, person. If your if your doctor says, "Hey, that's not bad," I would kill to shit twice a week. I feel like I could get a screenplay done if I only shit <laughs> twice a week. You know what I mean? Like the amount of time yes, you could do. Exactly. So, I shit f- f- four times a day. Yeah. I also, if I forget to like piss or shit, hours will go by. I'll be like, "Oh yeah, I had a, I had to piss three hours ago. I forgot because it just won't happen." Oh man, now I forget it's super candy. weird. This yeah. is way. Yeah. I I know nothing. I'm sure people are gonna be tweeting at us like, "Hey man, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm fully aware. It's not the first time I've heard how unusual it is. This is not normal. Things are wrong with you. I'm not going to live long. I like your uh, your reticence to say like when someone's like, "I heard you shit once a week." You're like, "Hey, hey, hey, yeah. hey! It's twice a week. Twice pal. a week. Yep. <laughs> I'm normal. Very convenient. My weekends, I don't have to go anywhere or shit anywhere. It's very convenient." And again, not shitting at work, which That's is a huge, huge plus. Yeah. I, yeah, I shit four times a day, three to four times a day to not shit at work or to not right. shit anywhere but at home. Like I will take often my last shit of the day before I leave the house is barely a shit. It's just like, please, I, I don't want to have to deal with this. Right, later. You're trying to just clean the chamber. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm just like, I don't want to have to this. But be- if I have an inkling, <laughs> interesting choice of words, if I have an inkling of something right now, I'm going to just see what I can do. Yeah. Holy shit, man. And if I miss the window on Monday or Thursday, like I'll forget. So sometimes, sometimes I will go to the bathroom on like a Wednesday that means I'm not going Thursday I'm not going Friday you know when like things will get thrown off like they had an undateable they kept like a like a a crap chart or like a shit a shit chart to like keep track (laughs) 
They were really concerned about your schedule. I don't know. It's anecdotal. It's shit to give me shit about. <laughs> right. Basically. <laughs> yeah. But it is because it is it is funny. Like that's just something that once the your coworkers find out about you, that's like all that is going to keep coming up. Oh right? yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. You bear every insecurity in the writer's room for uh, yeah. fodder half the time, where you're like, eh, this embarrassing thing happened to me. I'll just start with the shit and not touch on any of the others right now. And then everyone's like, oh great, we're going to grind you out about that for a while, and vice versa. You're doing yeah. It to are them. you doing it to other people? Right. But that's. Uh, now before we get into candy, cause you know, I just had Johnny Pemberton on to talk about breakfast and we talked about poop for 28 minutes before we even oh, brought great. up breakfast. So great. this is reasonable. But before we talk more about candy, what happens if you go out and get wasted or do you drink? Do you drink? Oh, okay, great. Let's talk. Yes. I love drinking. I love drinking. I don't do it as much anymore. And, uh, I used just to because live you're in... an adult who has to work in the morning. Yeah, and then... it kind of, yeah. It's like I went to school in New Orleans, which we can talk about in a moment. But uh, that just teaches you to drink. Like, you learn. You get, like, a minor in alcoholism when you go to New Orleans. Like, I can drink. And then also, when I drink, and I drink, if you drink heavy enough, I'm not the guy who gets, like, uh, like blackout drunk. Rarely. A couple times in New Orleans, but I'm not that guy. I get wasted, can drink a ton, and then... um, I get the best night's sleep I ever had. So I actually wake up after getting wasted feeling amazing. And I also heard I take Prilosec every so often for uh, heartburn. heartburn. And uh, a friend of mine from New York was in town. They're like, oh, you take Prilosec before drinking? And I was like, no, heartburn. And apparently that's like an alcohol hack. If you take a Prilosec before going out drinking, it like takes out whatever the bad part of liquor is. And you, I was like, oh, maybe that's why I feel amazing. I normally go to the gym after getting wasted because I wake up being like, I've never felt more refreshed. What? Yes. Holy shit. We are on opposite ends of a number of spectrums here. Yes, I know. I'm not a normal guy. There's a lot of weird <laughs> things going on here. Oh, I'm saying, hey, I'm, I'm not saying I'm landing in the, sure. the middle of the spectrum. But most people, <laughs> I do agree, their stomachs are destroyed and like, I need like a burger right now. And I'm like, I feel amazing. I need to get wasted more often. Oh, that's great. And you still you still do it less, though, just because life isn't like... It doesn't fit into your life in your mid-30s when you're married and trying to get shit done all the time. Yeah, I think, I think that's more of what it is. It's also just like, you do it... I don't know. It still happens, but right, there's I, so I, many crazy tales in the past. It's like, how are you like, eh, am I going to get that wasted tonight? <laughs> what, at home or at this bar where you're like, the right. adventures can't compare half Yeah, the time. exactly. That's how I feel like uh, I, living my Van Wilder life until I was like 25, 26. <laughs> I'm like, now nah, I don't need to do that at like a work party. But every once in a while, I still, this St. Paddy's Day, I was in wine country with some friends and I fell asleep at the dinner table. I, bla- I was like blacked out, don't remember dinner, oh, wow. don't remember the Uber ride home. And dinner was at 6.30. I <laughs> had just been drinking red wine all day. I just fucking zoned out. Last time I got smashed, I just feel like, I feel like part of it is too, it's just, just not, Ellie shuts down early, but I went, I went day drinking like a year and a half, this is the last month. I, I, I only throw up like every like five years at most, because that's another thing I don't do. But my buddy was DJing somewhere afternoon, I went there with a, uh, my wife at the time, and basically it was like, all right, we're only here for an hour. We're only here for an hour. I want to have a ton of fun, though. You get into that mentality. Yeah. It's like, all right, I'll make it a double Red Bull vodka. Great, great. I'll have another double Red Bull vodka. I mean, in rush. We're only here for an hour. All right, oh, my friend showed up. All right, great. We'll do like a couple shots of tequila, three or four shots of tequila, start chugging beer after every tequila. Cause I'm like, we're leaving in five minutes. Do that, I think, four more times. So within 90 minutes now, <laughs> I had four drinks of like vodka, six shots, three beers, <laughs> went home and was like day drinking the sun, retarded, throwing up. And I was like, that's not going to work anymore. <laughs> yeah. like, Forget it. Done. Oh, yeah. I, I've kind of replaced weed with drinking for me because as someone who likes to get fun. So now like 
this week I actually have been I'm taking a month off drinking with a three day trip to Vegas in the middle where I'm breaking it. So I'm taking two. 11 day spans off of drinking right. which is so still seems like an impossible feat and I went to the Game Over Man premiere party oh, and right. I was like I'm not gonna drink open bar at the, and I'm like not gonna drink smoked a joint with some friends and I was like yeah I don't have to drink I can get high and just say then I had 14 sodas soda waters and I had like oh, I was drinking oh. seltzer like I would drink beers or tequila soda right. or vodka soda good social because it's instinctual too. it's yeah. also I realized what I use to like sort of navigate a party. Like when you're at one of those like work functions, like I wasn't there with my wife. So I was like, kind of like, and I would be like, I've been talking to this person for so long. I'm like, Oh, I need to get in. And I realized I would do things like finish my drink and get another drink when it was alcohol. And I'd be like pushing the pace just to like get, let me talk to somebody else. You know, (laughs) it's a conversation ender, right? It's like, I I gotta go grab another one. Right. Or it's a, it's a way to like, Hey, we're going to go grab a drink. You want something? You're like, yeah, I got half one left. Sure. Put it down. For now on, anytime you're drinking, with someone and you finish your drink they're gonna be like this fucker wants to get out of here and they know that and I brought that up with another friend one time uh, just recently because I've realized I've been doing that I brought it up with a friend and I saw them like literally like gears turning like I think you've done this to me and I'm like <laughs> right, ah. right. <laughs> hey sorry <laughs> I also think LA's geared because everything closes so early that like it's hard to get yeah. unless you're starting early it's hard it's not a get wasted town here no and no, that's no. part of it yeah because you can't really like if you go to, like, in New York City, it would be like, I'd go to dinner at, like, 9.30 and then fucking go out, get to the bar at 11 and party right. till 3.34 in the morning. Right. Here, it's like, it is all earlier. And also, there's not, like, any bar that is, like, a hangout and get shit-faced at bar that's, like, a party scene is, like... So annoying now. Right. I think LA, like I think New York had some more of those in between grounds where it wasn't like a full blown club, but it was a place people went to to get wasted that played good music. Sure. That but there wasn't a dance floor. There was like you know there's like this bar, the Whiskey Ward on the Lower East Side that me and my wife loved, where it was like a shot and a beer for six bucks, and they fucking spun rock and roll vinyl. You know, and it's right. like yes, I feel like in LA it's like that scene would be too hipstery or it's too clubby or it's. It's this place is great. They have great beer on. T- what time do they close? Ten thirty on Saturday. <laughs> right. Like, yeah, what? Name, right? Of course. And they'll call last call on you at like eleven fifteen here. People don't give a fuck. Yeah. They're like, yeah. I'm like, well, drinking still too. They're like, yeah, we close at midnight. It's like it's Thursday. And it's like last call, <laughs> asshole. They're they're basically sending you home. Uh, when I lived, uh, in New Orleans, a lot of the time, what's great about that, similar to like New York, is there's no one sending you home, so you don't know when last call is. Right, right, right. And like you just stay out all night, like in a crazy. It's just crazy. I fucking love New Orleans. Uh, when I we, didn't mean to quite steer to New Orleans. Yeah, right there, but, but I'm I gonna. Just, t- I know. I'm, I'm gonna that t- wasn't my moment. There. <laughs> you tried earlier. You're like, I no, went I to New Orleans. Even <laughs> I just gave up. I wasn't trying. To. Did you go to Tulane? Yeah, I went to Tulane. Went there. Uh, it's nuts. It's Sodom and Gomorrah, 10,000%. Went there. They just moved the legal drinking age to 21. Oh, shit. Yeah, it's the only... Drinking age is like a state-by-state law. And they give you funds for the highways to make it 21. They say, you don't want to make it 21, you don't get the funds for the highways. So New Orleans was like, no, we don't need those funds. (laughs) And so the roads are like destroyed If it's 18, we get fan boat money. (laughs) (laughs) So they didn't care. So the roads were destroyed, and then they finally moved back to 21. But they knew when the cops were coming to bars, and they were 18 to get into bars. So you just go in and drink. 18 to swim, 21 to go under is what they used to say on Long Island. Oh, that's great. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) It's crazy. (laughs) 
There were so many times, like, I'd be in this one bar, like, the boot, like, uh, as, like, a freshman, it was like, hey, we're looking for, like, this bar where they serve underage people, like, you're looking for the boot, and we'd go in there, and you literally, we didn't even know if it was real, like, can we get, like, two, like, Budweiser's, because we didn't even want to order one, because we are afraid it would go away, and yeah. just, they, you drink all night, it was, like, Roadhouse, where every night people get into fights, and be like, shout, two men enter, one man leave, oh, every shit. three hours, like, and there'd be, like, brawls <laughs> outside, <laughs> and you'd be there till, like, 4 a.m. and you're like, oh my god, it's 4 a.m. Like you're drunk with some girl. You're like, I think this is. We're way drunker than we've ever been. This is gonna happen. And at 5:30 a.m., the bar would close and you'd be like, hey, you want to go home? And they would say, uh, no, I'm going to the next bar. Like I lost out on making out with more women because they could outdrink me and they'd go to the next bar at 6:30 a.m. and go oh, party. Oh shit, that's fucking awesome. Nightmare. Uh, I couldn't imagine going to school there. I-, I visited there and I think it's the best city in America. It's What'd like, you do? Uh, I've I've been there a few times. I've been there about five times now. I really love it. That's a lot of times. Yeah, I really dig it. One, I went one time with, uh, my wife went for her bachelorette. Oh, and, okay. Yeah, but to, this was a big thing in our relationship is because for her bachelorette, they went to New Orleans, and she, and everyone was like, wow, that's pretty crazy. Sure. But the counter is, I went to Munich for Oktoberfest. Okay, So, right. so she would be like, I thought I, she was like so happy that she made this like amazing, and I'm like, well, I think me and my friends are going to go to Germany, and she's like, you I thought I had you on this one because she's like the most competitive person ever. Um, But she went there. I went there with uh, friends before. And then one of my favorite experiences there, I went, uh, I was in an improv comedy group, still technically am with my buddies Ben Rogers and Gavin Spieler. We were told uh, we're going to perform at Tulane. We're going to get a thousand bucks or whatever to split. Oh, that's amazing. And three hotel rooms were like, oh, that's so fun. I'm like, hey, if we offer to split the hotel room, can we have three nights? That doesn't change the cost of the flight or whatever. And they were like, and the the tour director was like, yeah, I guess if you're willing to share rooms. So we had three free nights at a hotel, a thousand dollars, like $350 each based on what we got paid. Which would go pretty far. Yeah, which would go. And no, we weren't, we didn't get cash in hand, but we knew in our heads, like we could break even on this trip going. Sure. a little crazy so we spent three days there we're about to uh our friend neil casey a very funny comic former guest of the podcast too uh he's there with his family they go like they used to go like every thanksgiving or something right and he's Not like, a good family place but but they're an interesting family <laughs> and, okay and he's like uh he goes every year so he's like i know everything let me take you oh, around that's great and that's he just way. and he took us and we just wandered around new orleans and hit like all the places that I now know are like the places you want to go to, but having been brought around, and then I found the Erin Rose Cafe, uh, which is like an Irish pub, like over there. But they have the Irish iced coffee, like blended, which is the best. I think the best drink. I I, I stand by it. I tell people this whenever they go. I think it's the best drink I've ever had in the like um, in the world or in America. It's like fucking. Wow. It's and it's nothing. It's blended coffee with Jameson and, and uh, ice cubes in like a slushy machine. You've been machine. drinking all day there. You're like, I think this is the best drink I've ever had. Well, it's the best way to start a day. You have you're a little hungover and hot, and then you go there and it's like it's whiskey, coffee, and ice. Like you know, right, it's like perfect. Yeah, you're like, oh, I'm feeling refreshed. All of a sudden, you're like, let's go fucking, <laughs> let's get the fuck out of here. It's a great base, great base. Yeah. Start the day. You go let's to the chart room, start smashing some beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, the food is fucking awesome. Mimi's in the Magni was like the best yep. restaurant I've ever uh, eaten at down there. It was a fucking cool little tapas place. It's really, I enjoy part, like I love drinking and I love eating and I love, but I really appreciate traveling somewhere where that's part of the culture. 
Right. It's a drinking town, not a drugging town. Right, right. You you go to drink. Like that that's why I felt about like Munich Oktoberfest. I was like, I mean, if I was on vacation almost anywhere, I would stand around with my buddies and drink beers. But it's nice that when you do it, it doesn't feel like you're like missing out. Like, you know what I mean? Like you can go to Mexico and not see Chichen Itza and just stand right, at a bar right. and smash beers. But mm-hmm. when you're, Munich Oktoberfest, standing around and drinking beers is like cultural. You're doing it with the locals and the mayor comes and taps. The, so like in New Orleans, it's like, well, the sort of the thing is you drink and you eat. And I'm, I'm like, I'm partaking in the culture. Yeah. I'm supposed to be doing this. Exactly. And it's sort of like a blanket justification. I went to Barcelona and that's how I felt the same way. They're like, everyone will tell you, oh, just walk around and eat and drink. I'm like, oh, I would do that. Any, I do that I in do Los Angeles where that I live. Great. Yeah. Dude, balding is for real, dude. I get it, man. The one thing I have going for me is that my hair is still up there. My biggest fear is going bald. You can't be fat and bald. Sorry to all my fat and bald listeners and friends. But for real, 66% of men lose their hair by 35. And you'll see it slowly creeping in and it's... It beats you up, so a lot of guys have to do stuff for it. Might I recommend forhims.com? It's a one-stop shop for hair loss, skin care, sexual wellness, all that jazz for men. But more importantly, what they do is they connect you to real doctors and medical-grade solutions so you can take generic equivalents to name-brand prescriptions, not like weird gas station type, you know, this is rub this goat jizz in your scalp or whatever. No, this is real stuff, so... Um, their prescription solutions, you know, it's all science. It's not like, it's not weird, holistic stuff. There's no waiting room. There's no awkward doctor visits. It's really easy. So all you have to do is answer a few questions. Doctor will review it, prescribe you, uh, what you need for your head and products. They come directly to your door. So order now. And my listeners get a trial month of hymns for just $5 today, right now, while supplies last. So uh, go to the website for full details. This would normally cost hundreds of bucks if you went to the doctor or pharmacy, but you can go to forhymns.com slash mighty. That's forhymns.com slash mighty. Forhymns.com slash mighty. You never feel unsafe until you feel terribly unsafe yeah. in New Orleans. It's it um I got married there also in New Orleans. Oh, that's awesome. It was super Did crazy. you meet your wife in Tulane? Yeah, I met her in Tulane, dated oh. forever, got married in New Orleans. Uh is a super wild time, but we also got our engagement photos flew back to New Orleans and we're like, "All right." And he goes, uh, "Let's take some photos in the quarter." And he's like, "All right, uh, photographer." He's like, "Okay, uh we'll get there early in the morning, but uh you know, I just got to warn you 6 a.m. It's a little dangerous because that's when everyone's leaving the quarter. I'm like, well, how dangerous is it? We're from New Orleans. And they go, uh, two weeks ago, some tourists got like assaulted, robbed. They got their heads smashed in. And we're like, yeah, we'll do the garden district from like <laughs> six to eight. We'll turn around. Maybe eight one o'clock. outside the airport yeah. is yeah. good. <laughs> but it's super crooked, super fun, like in the way that. When I was there too, they said the legal drinking age, like, I'm sorry, the legal limit, like, it's too low. We need to make it to 1.0 instead of, I think, 0.08. They were like, uh, you know, you could be out with your daughter having a couple glasses of wine and she could uh, have a DUI. So they were like, we need people to be able to drink with dinner and be able to drive. So they moved it to 1.0 for a while. <laughs> and you can drink Which in the streets. Which is 1% alcohol in your blood one one hundredth of your blood yes. is now alcohol <laughs> get that extra drink in yeah so you can still legally drive oh dude yeah when i was there uh i went with some dudes who went to two lane uh, 
I was on a plane with my wife. We were going to New Orleans to visit some friends. A dude walks on who is friends with my wife's old boss, who was a lawyer, and goes, oh, are you going to in lawyer's birthday party? Hmm. And we were like, no. What? You guys are going to all New Orleans? It's like, they're all in like, we were... 25 they were all in their 40s and they were like we all went to Tulane Law we're going down and they're like you should at least meet up with us tonight and we were like sure we'll go meet up with her old boss who we're friends with and we're like it's a group of dudes they're it's going good to know a lawyer there yeah and we get we he goes get in the car I'm like car they, he has like a, one of the dudes has like a 50s like teal pickup truck that's just like mm-hmm. no seat belts everyone's bouncing <laughs> around dudes are in the back like ad- adult men are in the yep. back and we're driving and he's driving with fucking whiskey on the rocks on his leg yep. and I'm like I'm like wow this is crazy I know New Orleans is like and he goes New Orleans is one thing but being a New Orleans lawyer is another thing. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. 10,000%. <laughs> yeah, it felt like in the Garden of Good and Evil. You know, it was all of a sudden like, we're, we're above the law here, friend. <laughs> we had an ex-judge uh, perform our wedding because we knew we needed someone just on the inside because we assumed someone would get arrested. Right. <laughs> it's so crazy. <laughs> Here. Um, let's talk to let's wait. talk candy. You yeah, have wait. a let's let's have a treat, and then I'll tell you a New Orleans story. All right, you have a metal briefcase here that you brought in, and uh, you're opening like it looks like it's a poker chip. Oh my god, you have candy strapped in. <laughs> these are, these are like these are like my chef's knives I brought for you. So I know they're some it, of really. Like five you look recycling. like an assassin. <laughs> brought you a couple of my favorites here. I see. I see. Uh, I got five rotating favorite candies. We'll have a couple bites. I did eat some of these uh, chocolate pretzels on the way over, so that is open, but everything else is good. Oh, shit, dude. Go through a quick rundown, and I'll tell you a story. We'll have a couple of treats. Yeah. Peanut M&M's, that's the way to go. Nine times out of ten, it's a traditional candy. It's so good. And you know what else? Side topic here about the candy. I feel like we hit peak candy like seven years ago. Like, yes, there hasn't been something new in, in no. a while. And yeah. growing up, there were like Mambas came out, or at least they were popularized. And like I remember like there were so many candies coming out. And then Hershey even tried with like Symphony Upscale. And now they're segmented. Like Reese's will do Crispies, Thin. Uh, like the PB Max, like they'll segment the same brand. Right, right. And or, it's, or it's like slight alterations of like... They make them small now. Yeah. That was like six years ago or more. They tried like the minis, like Three Musketeer minis, Snickers minis. Yeah, they and it's weird because like there's not much revolution. Like M and M's, I feel like is the one that's on the forefront of like now we have peanut butter M and M's. Yeah, we have pretzel almond, M&Ms. which yeah. they got rid of. Like dark chocolate caramel pretzel. They just expand the brand because the peanut butter M and M's were so good and better than Reese's Pieces, which is crazy to say because I love I love a Reese's. Yeah, I love a Reese's. Um, I'm curious. I when you pay, when you mentioned Take Five before, I couldn't place exactly what it tasted like in my head. I noticed there's one here. I've got, <laughs> yeah. I'm excited to try. Take Five is a great go. To. Not a lot of people like Take 5. Cannot recommend a Take 5 more. There's nothing more I love than finding someone who's never had a Take 5 and giving them a Take 5. All right. I'm excited to try Dying. this Take 5. I got uh, York Peppermint Patties. Delicious. Much better than Junior Mints. Junior Mints are garbage. Love Cadbury. Cadbury uh, is one of the best. They make a great candy bar. Hershey's products are a little like waxy, their chocolate. Yeah. Uh, Cad- Cadbury's delicious. Cadbury also. Some <laughs> of these are like velcro Creamy caramel. Gotta All have right. a caramel bar and go through a couple caramel. So wait, I can get into my, I can get into some opinions here. Three Musketeers in York. Pa- palate York- cleanser. Palate, palate cleanser. <laughs> Take five. Five layer bar. Milk, chocolate, pretzels, peanut butter, caramel, and peanuts. This is staying right in my wheelhouse. That's, a lot of salty. Number one. Yeah, yeah. Number one, as always, milk chocolate covered Trader Joe's pretzels. Better than flips, and it has to do with the chocolate to pretzel ratio. Oh, you want like, um, there's too thin of a chocolate layer on flips. 
Trader Joe's gives you ample chocolate around those pretzels. So oh, good. Oh, shit. This take five is fantastic. So good. Oh, man. We're going to feel so good in 10 minutes. There's n- You never feel better than after you eat a ton of candy. You really do feel a like brain reaction, a neurological reaction to eating like a bunch of candy. Positivity, buzzy energy. But I also feel the 40 minutes after I ate candy, my mouth, the, the, like, the, <laughs> The environment of my mouth completely changes, and all of a sudden it's like, I need no. fucking water, not you. No, delicious. You're like, oh, I ate a bunch of candy. I'm probably going to have to take a shit in four days. <laughs> <laughs> oh, much. man. I'm on a diet. I did not intend to eat that whole piece of Take 5. I just wanted to bite, but holy shit, that goes down smooth. It's so good. It's the only drug that like kills dogs, chocolate. It's something crazy is going on in chocolate. Yeah, what is up with chocolate? My dog eats his own shit and is fine. Yeah. <laughs> he can't have one bite of chocolate. I do love chocolate-covered pretzels. Sorry for all the noise, the crackling. That's fine. I'm chewing into the mic. All right, let's eat a couple of these. I'll yeah, tell you a New Orleans a, story. Yeah, tell me a New Orleans story. I'll open up other candies and shout my opinion. I literally have millions of New Orleans stories. Like, it's back it up for one second. I don't know if I mentioned this, but it's a Napoleonic law. whole different set of laws, which basically means the biggest part of it is... Um, a lot of laws, um, and go to court, they'll go, a precedent to make. Sir, you remember in, um, you know, this versus this, this happened to have to hold the law. Napoleonic law, they're like, every case is different. I don't know, maybe this guy didn't mean to do that. So, knowing that, I'm in the French Quarter. It's the night I'm graduating. And again, there's hundreds of stories of, like, I know people that have had sex on Bourbon Street and been arrested. And, like, everyone gets arrested in New Orleans. It happens all the time. All my friends get arrested. Even the cops are sort of like, look, we just have to arrest you, get you off the streets for, like, 12 hours. Because there's crazy stuff going on. Like, people are being murdered blocks away. So if you're just being an asshole, they're like, just don't be an asshole. You know, don't pee in the street, number one. Don't ever pee in the street. That's, like, literally the only rule I heard. You can walk down the street drinking, just pee in bathrooms. Anywhere that. People always, they'll, they'll just hit you. Don't touch the horses, the police horses. They'll hit you with a baton. Um, there's a lot of like grifts going on too, like old timey grifts. If anyone asks you where you got your shoes, just yes. keep walking. <laughs> you go, uh, I bet I can guess where you got your shoes at. And the answer is you got them on your feet. Yeah. And that grift gets like a little sketchy when you don't agree to pay them a dollar after they like zinged you. Right, right. Yeah. All right. So night of graduation. Uh, I'm in the French Quarter with a bunch of friends. We go to uh, Pat O'Brien's, and they serve hurricanes there, which oh, essentially, yeah. a lot of alcohol is great alcohol. Pat O'Brien's alcohol. is also dueling uh, pianos. Dueling right? pianos. Right. A lot of the drinks are either made with 151 or diesel, which is 190. <laughs> so we used to drink uh, 190 with a shot of 151 in it, and we'd go out. So like you're hitting oh. serious great alcohol. The monsoon at Port of Call is like my go-to fucking brain destroyer. I love that. (laughs) You get amped up in New Orleans. You go kind of crazy. So I have two hurricanes, a couple beers with my family. They go home, and then uh, I drive home. Now, again, you can drink more. This sounds like a bad story. You can drink more in New Orleans. The legal limit's higher. You're allowed to drink in public because... Even when I was there, you were allowed to drink a glass in public. You can have drinks in your car. If there's a straw, you can have... Open bottles in your car as long as there's one less than there are people in your car. So if there's four people in your car, you can have three open bottles. Because that means the driver's not necessarily. Yes, that's the wink wink of like, maybe he didn't have one. It's like the benefit of it. My passengers got to have beers. They have to. We're almost at a bar. Exactly. (laughs) It's literally nuts. So keeping these things in mind, as I tell uh, 
a crazy story. So had a, a number of drinks, drive down the street called Chapatula's, driving down an old Jeep Grand Cherokee that I loved, and I loved speeding in New Orleans. I'm doing, a, it's a back road out of the quarter. I'm probably doing 80 on it. It's a pretty, uh, probably not that type. It's probably like 45 or whatever. Pass by a bar, see a cop car. Zoo, go straight by, no big deal. Cops are everywhere in New Orleans. All of a sudden I see, half a mile back, sirens. Just like lights are chasing me, they're coming after me, and I'm, I'm in the car with a, a buddy of mine, another person. I'm like, oh man, I think that I think that cop car's coming for me. Do you think so? And he's like, I don't know, man. He's like, I think you should take this right. And I was like, that's a great idea. And my passenger, meanwhile, has a warrant out for his arrest for like some other weird misdemeanor crime in New Orleans. <laughs> and I've been like dreaming about trying to outrun the cops. Like some sort of like 90s movie, or just like it's so lawless there. Massachusetts, you wouldn't you wouldn't mess with a trooper in a second. Oh no, no, right. no. Yeah. Plus also like same thing in like growing up in New York and Long Island, it would be like they are they're like, I think that was Gabris. You know, like they right, just like right, it's so right, local there. Right. They're like, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure let's go to his mom's house. Mm-hmm. And you're like, no. Yeah. <laughs> so that's no good. Let's have a York while we do this. Yeah, yeah. This is a good. I'm gonna I'm gonna try a Fifth Ave because I'm also having a hard time placing. Is it. great. Fifth Avenue is great. I That's love the number the, five. The only good. toffee bar. It looks like a fancy candy bar, so yeah. you normally don't want to have it. But I'm really into chocolate and peanut butter mixing together. That's like, more of like yeah. I think it has a little bit of like a, a brittlesque. There you go. <laughs> but it is exceptionally good. Underrated. Well, it's Butterfinger adjacent. It's like a Butterfinger yes. style I texture, will say but less sweet. I don't like Butterfinger though. I can tell by your face a you don't far. love this. I don't love that. That's okay. Butterfinger's a bridge too far. Like I'm a, I love a good Reese's Pieces. Like who doesn't love a peanut butter cup? Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, not Reese's Pieces, a peanut butter cup. I love peanut butter cups. Uh, I hate the minis again because of the ratio. The ratio's off. It's off. You got to get the big ones. The thin, I think the ratio kind of goes back to like an interesting ratio, to be honest. Less one? chocolate. Like when the Reese's peanut, peanut butter does, when the peanut butter cup does like the thin ones, mm. like the... Uh, they're like the size of the regular ones, but they're thinner. They might be crispy or something. There's like a tweak to the ratio that I think works in their favor. Reese's Easter eggs were also really yes! good. No, that's that's what I'm yes. thinking of. Is the 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 uh, Reese Reese's egg? Yep. is the a little bit more peanut butter that just makes it work. I'll so also well. tell you why those are so good. Snickers eggs, Reese's eggs, uh, Cadbury eggs are some of my favorite. Um, the reason seasonal candy is so good. Is because it's fresh, right? Right. Any it, other time, they, they're not going away. The candy sits soon. around on a shelf forever. So, like when you go, that's why it's always on sale because they don't want you to be able to date the candy. Of like it's three months old. Uh, you buy a hundred grand at CVS, I might have been there for eight months. You have no idea, right? And it, it hasn't necessarily gone bad because right. it's chocolate in a ziplock. Like It'll a, get dusty, right? Chocolate gets old. Yeah, yeah. You can kind of yeah. see that when you're like. When you, when you like lick it and yeah. then all of a sudden it changes color completely, mm-hmm. you're like, oh. Or it'll melt a little bit and then reharden so it'll get a little dusty. So that's why whenever there's seasonal candy, that's what you want because it's fresh. It was just made. Right, like it's, right. That's why it tastes really good. Shit, dude. I yeah. never even placed that. And that's so simple. Like that's like something like your dad says when you're a kid that makes total <laughs> sense. Like, right. That's like Bourdain's don't eat sushi mm-hmm. on Mondays or whatever. Um, So go, go back. You, you take a right. By the way, take five. Leaving a good taste in my mouth, yeah, though. It's a great candy bar. I'm trying uh, your Cadbury. Uh, Everything Cadbury's milk. good. Highly recommend seasonally. Cadbury mini eggs over the large eggs with like the sugar and the mini eggs that almost look like a version of M&M's. Yes, yes. Are amazing. They're amazing. I will say, though, I eat an entire bag of these chocolate-covered pretzels, and they do do something bad to my stomach. Yeah. But I have to do I it mean, every time. I have to take a shit. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> That's inevitable. 
All right, so. Ah. That's so good. That's really good. That's something special. But to me, mm-hmm. I'm a disgusting glutton. Sure. I can eat 100 slices of pizza. This chocolate bar is too big for one person. I will consume whatever we don't eat here this later. This is so rich, I can't imagine eating this whole thing. I... You, like, eat this, like, while you're driving to work? This yes. is, like, so... That hard. is a snack that I'll then shotgun another candy bar down afterwards. The caramel is a little rich for... Caramello, technically, is a little rich for uh, for that size of a bar, to be it's honest, for me. One of the best. I love this. The order goes... Um, Whole Foods sells Lake Champlain Caramellos. Not the small bricks, but are more like a long, thin bar. That's number one. Those are expensive, though, so I don't get them. Cadbury Caramello, number two. Number three is like the Mars brand, I think, makes like a Milky Way type Caramello and like Uh, a caramel. That one's really good. I I think my number one candy is a toss-up. My number one chocolate candy is a toss-up between peanut butter cups and Twix. Love a Twix. Uh, Peanut butter caramel. Oh, uh, caramel. And here's why I can't eat peanut butter. I can't eat peanut butter Twixes anymore, even though I love peanut butter candy. Because I was in a Twix eating competition in ninth grade, and I ate 14 peanut butter Twixes. Seven packages. Seven packages. That's a lot of packages. We had singles in school, so I had 14 14. singles. My mouth was like... (laughs) I I, I couldn't... There was not enough water and milk in the world. How long did it take you? It's like a hot dog eating contest. I won. I won. My friends ate like... 10 or caramel Snickers and I should have eaten caramel they would have been easier to go down but I'm glad I didn't because I didn't ruin caramel for myself what was the prize a stomachache yeah the prize was sort of like uh, you know hindsight being 2020 on almost everything I've ever done for like a competition has always been like well, Gabrus is the best at this, and everyone's mm-hmm. sort of like, cool. <laughs> <You know>? like, <laughs> my whole life has been like, wasn't that awesome? And everyone kind of being like, yeah, man, we're all sick and going to go home now. Right. <laughs> oh, all right, later. Remember that guy? That guy, he ate like 14 Twixes back in the day? Yeah, I just saw his ass getting eaten out on TV. <laughs> yeah, he's really gone full circle. Um, so you crank a right. By the way, also frozen candies, oh. Charleston Chew is really good, but you'll break your teeth on it. I love a Same cold. Same thing with peanut butter cups. Love really a cold good frozen. candy. Yeah. yeah. A lot of them don't freeze well. And you can't you can't freeze them and then like re-warm them up. You have to eat them frozen. Right, Or they yeah. get garbagey. Frozen uh, Girl Scout cookies work wonders, too. Oh, uh, what Girl Scout cookies? Thin Mints and Tagalongs are my two are favorites. Those, those like Samoas? Samoa, no. Tagalong is the peanut butter one. Mm-hmm. The peanut butter, like, uh, kind of heavy one. Samoa's really good. I don't need Samoas. to be frozen, though. Mm-hmm. But a frozen Samoas. Thin Mint. Those is, are the best. <laughs> I, I remember a few times in in the last two years, I've eaten Thin Mints in lieu of brushing my teeth before bed. <laughs> <laughs> sort of like, ah, this feels like they're pretty clean and just yeah. go to sleep with, like, black shit on my teeth. Oh, my wife's like, did you just eat Thin Mints instead of brushing your teeth? I'm like, good night, love you. <laughs> Give me a kiss and find out. It's like, you do taste better than normal. <laughs> I mean, right. isn't it better than not just brushing my teeth, just going straight to bed? Normally, you just do it with, like, a, a peanut butter Twix, so it is better. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm not right, kidding. So- I already feel better about life. Yeah, I mean, I'm starting to feel like the juice of the fact that yeah. I haven't eaten like I haven't even had carbs in like a week, and I oh, just wow. yeah, and I just had. You're gonna feel amazing. <laughs> I do feel amazing. I'm gonna fucking crank off right as soon as you leave. It's <laughs> <laughs> it's the high that won't kill you. No right? one ever dies of a sugar like uh, well like not <laughs> not like, not an acute. Right, 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 right. You don't die from a one off sugar binge. Right. You just get your feet cut off right. at fifty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, wait, so go, let's finish Let's finish up this New Orleans story. All God, right, this so, candy's fucking great. Oh, some more York. So, driving down the street, chop a list, cop on my tail. My buddy says, take a right. Yeah. And I've been dreaming about this for years, and I'm like, you got it. 
take the right turn, and now I'm cutting through a neighborhood. Again, in like just a Jeep Grand Cherokee weaving in and out of like a neighborhood. And I'm like, I think I did it. I think I got away from the cops here. <laughs> cops pull up behind me, lights on, pull over and stop. I'm like, they're obviously coming after me now. Get on the uh, horn. He's like, uh, you know, step out of the car. I'm like, all right, uh, I guess I got cop. You know, again, Massachusetts would never do this. New Orleans, get out of the car. And I'm like, oh, hey, officer. Uh, I was just trying to get out of your way. It looked like we kept going in the same direction. Like we both were taking a right. Then we both were taking a left. Uh. He's like, uh, good job. Cuffs me. <laughs> Cuffs me, throws me up against the car. And he's like, all right, what's going on? Because he can't understand why we're trying to outrun him. And uh, he's like, what's going on? I'm like, listen, we were at a couple bars just having a drink. We had a, I had like three or four drinks. Like, how much have you been drinking? You never want to say you weren't drinking. I'm like, I had two hurricanes, three beers, whatever. He's like, okay. Yeah, if you say I wasn't drinking, the cop's like, you're under They'll never lie. lie. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to lie to them. Yeah, don't make you blow a breathalyzer just to say like, see, told you you drank. 100%. You don't want to be a dick because they're like, we have so much shit to deal with. So I'm like, yeah, I had a bunch of drinks. They're like, okay. And I'm like, look, I'm just trying to get to the next bar. It's like 4.30 a.m. I'm going to go meet some people there. I'm just trying to get to another bar to drink more, sir. Relax, officer. (laughs) Meanwhile, I'm a little bit drunk, so I have the cuffs behind me, and I'm pretty sure I can like put them under my feet and be like, David Copperfield, ladies and gentlemen. So I'm like doing a little bit of shtick like a dick, and uh, they're hanging out for a little while, and they're like, toss the car. You must have drugs. Like, you obviously have drugs. Why else are you trying to outrun us? They toss the car. Yelled us for another they half an hour. They don't take kindly to that. T- to try not to get caught smoking weed in New Orleans, right? Yes. If you're doing drugs, or, again, it's a drinking town. But if you have, it's not a big cocaine town. There's Sorority girls are doing it, not to generalize, but that was yeah. the case it's at around, uh, New Orleans. But yeah. It's not like what people there are doing. There is weed, but it's not like weed in LA. And uh, because no one's ever like, oh man, do you have that Mississippi weed? It's great. Yeah. Like, there isn't a lot of great weed shipped in. Especially no, it's not just then. like, you're you're happy to get whatever weed you get. And- yeah, and like, there isn't a lot of like, it, it really is you're into swamp there. Yeah, like, yeah, it yeah. is crazy <laughs> hot and just liquor and like, just keep everyone drunk and they'll be fine. <laughs> so they toss the car a couple times because they're pissed now. They're like, we know you're up to something and my buddy has another like passport with another name on it. He doesn't show him his ID. He's like this crazy Indian dude I have, friend. Shows it to them. They're running all our IDs. Like, I don't know what's going on. They go, all right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to write you a couple of tickets. And I'm like, a couple of tickets? Fuck that. I was like, no way. You're not writing me a ticket because I'm drunk. And New Orleans is a weird place. Some reason I say that, that pisses them off now. And they're like, weird. that's it. <laughs> Get the DUI unit down here. And they start making all these calls. And I'm like, now nah, you're fucked. And again, I'm graduating in six hours. And I'm leaving New Orleans in like three days. And I'm like, I can't go to jail tonight. But also, I'm indignant that I'm like, I know New Orleans. This isn't a big deal what just happened. This is a fun, funny story. But it also now in 2018 really points at white privilege too a oh little bit God. where you're like it's crazy imagine like i couldn't imagine a black friend of mine going like all right fuck this 100 <laughs> percent no <laughs> often teased on uh, american vandal because the tales i'll tell of like high school and stories like this i mean there are a lot yeah, of them where insane, it's like yeah. oh you rascal what are you doing <laughs> and like getting away with murder like just a ton of prank stuff for another day so yeah. <laughs> so the guy calls DUI. He's like, get him down here. But the DUI unit, dog, the DUI unit has to do with a million people. So nothing happens after half an hour. They get fed up. They hand and me. The, you're sobering up. Yes, or it's annoying. Peaking, whatever. Yeah. He hands me like a court summons, essentially. And he's like, get out of here. They let me get back in the car. I drive to the next bar. 
Meet up with all my friends. I'm like, you won't believe what happened. What a crazy story. Get home at 6 a.m. before I graduate. Uh, put Go check out like the court summons. And there's two citations. Number one, improper turn, i.e. running from the police. And number two, careless operation, i.e. DUI, essentially. And I go, oh, man, I'm not even going to be in town for this court sentence so or uh, hearing. So I go call the New Orleans lawyer that everyone uses. Everyone, even when you came from Mardi Gras freshman year, they put this dude's card on your bed and it was like a get out of jail free card. Because again, weird laws. Handshake deals. A lot of handshake of deals. Yeah. I call up this guy. If you DM me, I'll send you his name and number, this lawyer. <laughs> and I go, hey man, listen, I'm, I'm leaving town in three days. I have a full summons here for these two things. Here's this story. I go, can you take care of it? I'm, I'm literally not going to be here. He goes, here's what you do. I go, move in LA. He goes, mail me $50. Consider it done. I mail him 50 bucks, move to LA. I get a letter in the mail a month later. It's the court document shredded. Ha! That's the so parking fucking ticket. cool. The parking ticket in LA. <laughs> and that's why going back, when we got married, I was like, we need a judge involved in this wedding. I was like, things might go sideways. It's we need always to be good to have a Cajun swamp judge on tap. Oh, 100%. That's fucking awesome, man. That's really fun. Oh, that's wild. It was nuts. It is nuts. And that's why you got to have a lawyer on your speed dial. Give it to everyone. I met a girl who went to Tulane five years after me, and we were both like, oh, you know that lawyer? He's still legendary there. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, I'll tell a quick two-minute uh, um, New Orleans story uh, before, as we as I fucking sugar hits my fucking cerebellum right now. <laughs> Memories are exploding. Um, the, the aforementioned Aaron Rose Cafe. We love that bar so much. We have, we're flying out on a Sunday, but we're not flying out to like 6 p.m. So we're like, let's go there and get oh, shit-faced geez. all day long. So we show up there, and there's a wedding. And it's like, a, a, clearly a wedding party's in there. There's a guy in a tux. There's a, uh, a guy in a tux, a girl in a bridesmaid's dress in a sling, and a six-foot-five bald dude with one of those uh, beards that goes to two points and, oh, like, and like gauge earrings, mm-hmm. and he's got a priest collar on. <laughs> okay. And we're like, oh, sorry, there's a wedding. And there's like 10 people in this bar. It, can, it seats maybe 20. And, and we're like, oh, sorry. And they're like, no, come in. We're like, well, we don't want to interrupt your wedding. He's like, join the wedding. It's like their reception. Oh, wow. It's like 10. We're like, okay. So we sit down. It's me and my, fr- my comedian friends. We're just sitting there drinking beers. And all of a sudden, that dude comes over, the big bald guy, and explains that he's the right reverend evil Bob. And I'm like, oh, okay, evil Bob. He's like, uh, do you want to do you want to take a read of the scripture with me? And I was like, uh, I'm not really a religious guy. But hey, you know, when in NOLA, let me know. Right. And he like opens up his Bible, and it's cut out with a flask in it. Oh, <laughs> and wow. he goes, would you like to take a scripture read? And I was like, sure. So I take it out, take a sip. It's like chartreuse. You know, like- By some- the way, huge drink in New Orleans. Chartreuse. Yes, yes. Yes, hard to find, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, wow, this is pretty good. He's like, we do a little thing here called pony races. Do you want to hang out and do a pony race? And that's like those little seven-ounce uh, Miller High Lifes. And you chug them, and I'm like- that's one thing I'm very good at is chugging beers. But I should give it up that the person who's beaten me several times and twice on camera is Adam Devine. The dude can oh, wow. pound. I'm fucking three times the size and he out Get him me. in here with Twixes. Let's see what happens. <laughs> I'm th- I, like, how did your husband pass away? <laughs> well, he had a stunt that he wanted to do on his podcast. Oh, hugely popular podcast? Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm like chugging beers and... I'm impressing. I'm impressing these random people because they're and this is I'm flashing. This is me. This is how I got into everything. The first time when I was in seventh grade at my first party when they were like, uh, "Do you want a beer?" I said, 
I knew I could drink fast because I can drink chocolate milk fast. I could drink everything sure. fast. So I was like, I'm sure I could drink beer fast. This was my first beer. So I pour it like Stone Cold Steve Austin and I barely spill any. And all these like older girls, I'm like 15. These girls like 17. They're like, holy shit, Gabrus. And all of a sudden I'm like, this is all. And that's how I just became Van Wilder in my mind. I was like, eh, this will be the thing that impresses people forever. So I'm, and, I'm getting, and I'm getting all pumped up. And the dude's like, we should do a man shot. I'm like. Uh-huh. And he's like, uh, here's the deal about the man shot. I don't tell you what's in it. You don't smell it. You just bang you it down. You close your eyes. You open your mouth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's literally, and I'm like, uh, I'm like, sure, man, I'll do it. But it's like edible, right? He's like, you'll see. And I'm like, okay. So me and my friends are like, yeah, uh, we'll do it. We'll do it. And the, he, the, he's like, we're, we got a man shot over here. The whole place starts going like, oh, shit. And they all know each other. And the bartender's like, you want me to make man shots? And he's like... She's like looking around. She's like, fuck, I need to go to the basement. And he's like, you better go to the basement. Woman goes to the basement. Are you also getting nervous at this point? I'm freaking out. And in my head, like I was a bartender and uh, I partied at college bars my life. I'm thinking I'm going to get a cement mixer, which is Bailey's and lime juice. When you put them both in your mouth, it turns to clay. Uh, It curdles the Bailey's. So the trick is you always say like to an annoying customer, you go, oh, you do a shot of this, then do a shot of this and shake it around in your mouth. And then they end up spitting like chalk out. Okay. So (laughs) don't ever do it. A cement mixer. Right, yeah. Don't ever do a cement mixer. So I'm thinking that's where we're getting. I'm like, worst comes to worst. But everyone and they put it down and they're like, and they're in like silver shot glasses instead of clear shot glasses. Right. And everyone's like pounding the table. And he's like, let's go, guys, on three. And like one, two, three. And right as I'm about to do the shot, he goes, Real men drink peak snop. Real men drink peach snops. And I was like, what? And I drank it and it was just peach oh, snaps. Wow. <laughs> but he had the whole bar diving. And I was like, this is why I, I will forever love the city. That a wedding played a prank on three people they let come into the wedding and party. I was like, everything about this dynamic is fucking amazing. And I knew I loved that city from here on out. That's great. Oh, so awesome. <laughs> but really, like, real men drink peach snaps. I was like, oh. <laughs> they're like wait that's not it and like just kidding we just want to make sure you drank it that was uh that sewage was water yeah. Yeah. Uh, i did drink blood uh with my father-in-law he like went not like beef blood like when they made the pig uh the roast one time he was like they had like a pint glass of blood and he's like take a swig of this johnny i was like oh christ this is a real man <laughs> that's gross i'm gonna have another york peppermint bag. <laughs> yeah i need a palate cleanser <laughs> after hearing that i was like i'm not into that <laughs> um well we sort of talked about can- so uh not a gummy guy not i i used to love skittles oh I'm no kind no. of over skittles skittles is aluminum foil yeah. It tastes like flavored aluminum foil. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Hate Skittles. Where do you fall on Twizzlers versus Red Vines? Great question. Again, I'm not into the sugar stuff, but Twizzlers over Red Vines. I got a bunch of friends. Love the Red Vines. I'm into Twizzlers. I, I, I think Red Vines is like always at Crafty instead of Twizzlers. It's always there and people love it, but I'm like, that's that's for the plebeians. You guys go grab your Twizzlers, have your <laughs> fill. I'm like, I'm going to go hit this Crackle Mr. Good Bar mix over here. Ooh, a Crackle. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. I like a Crackle. 
I, Nestle Crunch used to do it for me back in the day. That used to my a my pop up with that. Yeah, I would love a Nestle Crunch. Yeah, candy's also associated like it's such like a movie treat to me, and I love movies that'd be like. Yeah, I mean, back in the day, I used to get like Sour Patch Kids, oh, like yeah. treats and snacks are like such a fun part of the day and a simple way to enjoy it. Like my wife got so into Sour Patch Kids in one phase, like right after college, where her like she had like her mouth was fucked up, like she was eating so many. Yeah, that'll so- like eat away your gums. <laughs> right. yeah. She was like, I think I'm like losing skin on the inside yeah. of my cheek. And, and you're like, have you not been brushing your teeth and instead been eating Sour Patch Kids you before? Just jam watermelon right. Sour Patch Kids mm-hmm. in your gums and go to bed. <laughs> yeah. Um, Seth, thanks for coming on High and Mighty and talking candy, dude. I think we might have to come back and uh, do another round. Yeah, dude. I'd love I mean, to, if you um, have a aluminum, if you have a metal briefcase full of snacks at any given moment, I we should bust it out next time. Maybe we'll talk uh, epic pranks because we had a prank that you were talking about. Uh, Bits at a wedding at the night before my wedding, amongst a number of weird long pranks, we revealed a nine-year prank to my then roommate that at the end of the night, they go, who else knew about this? And the entire room of about 120 people raised their hand. It's just because as people are making speeches, he said a week before, hey, man, you've never gotten me. And then we had revealed a nine-year prank that had been going on oh. in front of the entire room. <laughs> I can't wait to hear about that. Yeah, well, there's your uh, tag, the screenplay, yeah, exactly. right? That's what you need. Mm-hmm. Uh, save that shit. For, you know, pitch it to Sudeikis. Uh, 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 taste of, <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> um, any uh, plugs? Pe- What's your uh, Twitter so people can tweet at us their favorite uh, candies? Follow me Twitter. In, in, more Instagram. I'm terrible at Twitter, but yeah. I'm Seth Cohen. I The letter I am Seth Cohen. And uh, put a lot of candy, random jazz on there <laughs> just starting, I don't know and um, uh, do you have any plugs you worked on the first season of American Vandal which was uh, maybe one of my favorite comedy shows uh, possibly my favorite comedy TV show of the thanks, year thanks dude that's yeah. super kind yeah I wrote it with uh, my writing partner Amy Pocha and if you watch uh, two, two quick anecdotes about that Nana's party real party that happened in high school this girl threw a party in uh her mom, her grandmother's house. We trashed it way worse. We brought my buddy videotaped it. We brought it in for the director, and he was like, "This is so bad, the real life version. We need to tame it down because the house be is just realistic. filled." Yeah. And we like <laughs> ripped the door off. People came down dressed as uh, Nana. Number two anecdote from that: my buddy uh, Julia Perez. That's a real friend from Massachusetts, and we put her name into one of the scripts. It was like, yeah, and the rumor is Julia Perez wasn't wearing a bra. And we we're talking about people with similar names earlier. They added a couple other jokes to the show, which now became, and she's famous for it, Julia Perez, wasn't wearing a bra, she sniffs at her at the party, and she took a shit on the floor. And that's true for the Julia Perez? Nope, the shit on the floor and the Adderall, not so much, or she wasn't even at the party, but she's like, thanks for making me famous, as the girl who shit on the floor at the party, she's like, that's great, and this thing's seen by a hundred million people, she's like, I wasn't at the party, and everyone's like, did you shit on the floor? Hey, you could be getting your ass eaten by UTK. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, it's all six and one, mm-hmm. half a dozen of the other. Mm-hmm. Um, so, check out uh, the new season of American Vandal is going to eventually hit. Yeah, uh, I think September. Uh, we got another show coming out on Netflix soon. I want those residues, CW Seed, Undateable. Go to No Activity All Access. Yeah, watch the old episodes of Undateable. The show's really yeah. fun. Uh, it's Funches, Delia, Morin, uh, and, um, and a female cast member. That makes me sound like such a misogynist. Sure, Bianca and Bridget. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I'm like, mm-hmm. why do I only remember the male stand-ups? <laughs> Give me a nickel every time you watch. <laughs> Please. <laughs> um, well, thanks for coming out. As always, I'm at Gabris on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, listen to Action Boys on Patreon and Raised by TV on Earwolf. Bye, shitheads. That was a HeadGum Podcast.